Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Today, I want to share on spurring one another on. And this comes from Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10. You know, I've still got Invisalign lumps on my teeth. So from time to time, I get knotted up. I want to share something prophetically about Invisalign aligners for a second, actually. I was thinking this as we're worshipping. I'm thinking, should I, shouldn't I? But then I got tongue-tied and I thought, maybe I should. Interesting, when you go and get Invisalign aligners on your teeth to straighten your teeth out, um, the, the orthodontist does something really interesting. First, you, you think you're just going to get these clear things just slipped on and everything's all rosy. But you spend an hour or two in the chair and he grinds away at your teeth and builds up all of this stuff on each tooth, uh, like lumps, your clear lumps, white lumps. And then over the top of that, the plastic aligners come on. They grab hold of the lumps and bring things into alignment. And I felt prophetically that there's some of you that feel bad about those lumps on your life, the baggage maybe on your life. But I want to encourage you, the, bra- the baggage leads you to the Lord and brings you into alignment because he clips over the top of all that baggage with his blood, with his forgiveness, with his power, his presence. And he grabs that baggage and he pulls us into alignment and he pulls us straight. And so I felt maybe, maybe it's one, maybe it's ten that you're feeling like maybe you can't reach your destiny or maybe you can't actually achieve some of those things because of the baggage, because of the stuff, your doubts, your fears, your past. I want to encourage you, God uses your past to get to your future. He uses that stuff to bring you into alignment. Maybe he uses it so that you seek him harder or or go after the vision for your life or go after the things and you might have to battle through those things. But he pulls that baggage and he brings it into alignment so that we can be in alignment with his plans and purpose. So there you go. You never know what the orthodontist is going to do for you. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 10, I'm going to read verses 22 to 25. Hebrews chapter 10, 22 to 25. And I'm going to read from the NIV version. And from verse 22, it says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. This passage is a great encouragement to our world right now. As we know, every day that ticks by is a day closer to Jesus returning. And with the world raging like it is now, you don't know if you're Arthur or Martha, left or right, centre, whatever you are, I don't know. But it, it, it's crazy out there. And so sometimes when we get back to the Word and we see prophecy or we see biblical alignment and we see truth spoken about so clearly and we realise, ah, oh, actually God's in control. God's in control. And so verses like this, passages like this, I think there's three aspects of this that I want to bring out today, and that is from the very 
first thing. There's three things that the writer of Hebrews really encourage us to do. The first one is he encourages us to draw near to God. The second one is he says, hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. And the third one is he says, let us spur one another on in love and good deeds. Three commands, if you like, or strong suggestions that the writer of Hebrews says, because we all need encouragement, don't we? That first bit, let us draw near to God. If I put a little equal sign, it would equal intimacy. Out of intimacy, we draw close to God. The second one, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, would be equals faith. We have to have faith so that we can be unswerving. And the last one is spur one another on means to encourage. And on the back of that, he says, not just encourage, but don't give up meeting together. Why is that? Because there's power in community. There's power in common unity. That's what community means. When we have a unified heart, we meet together. God does something. And it's interesting that you look throughout society all over the world. There's gatherings of all different types, all different faiths, all different beliefs. What's the common thread? Whether it be tribes in Africa, whether it be in China, whether it be in Europe or any nation in the world, you can see there's gatherings and there's power in common unity. Common unity. It's a real key to us staying strong. It's a real key to us keeping our faith. It's a real key to, key to us holding out our hope in interesting times like we live in. Community. So it's a real key. And I want to focus in on that last one. Spur one another on. Because you'll probably hear us say those, that, those words quite a lot this year. Spur one another on. Spur one another on. It means to encourage. It means to exhort. It means to lift one another up. It means to stand with one another and be strong for one another. When someone's weak, we be strong. If there's a need, we can jump in. If there's something we can do, we do it. If, we, if it's just pray, then pray. Spur one another on. It's interesting throughout life, you can probably remember when there's certain times in your life where you've looked at someone and just by looking at how they're living their life, it's changed you. It's encouraged you. I do it all the time to... People, whether it's, I mean, I love watching Jonah down here jumping away, worshipping. It spurs one another on. And um, other aspects and expression of our faith, when we see people stepping out, doing something bold or praying faithfully or just holding, holding the fort together and being strong after many, many years, just staying the course, staying the course. James says that, doesn't he? When you've done all you can do, if you can just stand, you're doing well. Because sometimes life just buffets you with all sorts of things, doesn't it? One after another, one after another. Waves keep coming. You know, this keeps coming. Now there's something else. Now there's something else. Sometimes all you can do is stand. And that is standing in faith. I've told the story many times about when we had our pipe manufacturing business and things were going a little haywire we had one job in particular, a large job that was just going downhill, losing millions. And, um, and I remember, you know, at the time, then we had some staff issues and then we had some other issues going on. Uh, then we lost a really good project that I thought we were going to win and it was kind of going to rescue the ship, if you like. And then I remember being at a legal mediation meeting in our boardroom 
And it was, it was full on. We were, not getting a, we were not getting a resolution. It was, in fact, going in the other direction. It looked like we were just going to lose out completely. And uh, the other guys were just holding ground. And there was no budging. And um, then I remember uh, straight after that meeting, I reckon it was about 10.30 p.m., 11 p.m., still in the boardroom after the mediation meeting. I had another kind of crisis meeting on what we were going to do with pipe at Melbourne desalination plant because they discovered there was some issues with the pipe we delivered. And I remember literally that the guy, the engineer, we had a, a great South African engineer, he came in and uh, and. He came into me and said, uh, Mighty, because that's how they say my name. Mighty. Um, anyway, yeah, I do, because I've heard it a lot. But um, anyway, so he, he came in and, and he said, I, I just need to talk to you for a minute. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm in it up to my ears here. It's 11 p.m. We are all knackered. We're trying to solve another issue. He said, no, you, you need to know this one. So he pulled me out into my office and he said, look, we've found like 200 pipes all with delaminations in them. And delaminations is like a split in the pipe. And so it's, it's in the manufacturing process. And so I'm going through all my rescue remedies in my head, like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? You know, you, you hit an adrenaline point where that stress is just push and push and push and one more thing on top. So I'm standing there going, oh my gosh, what on earth are we going to do? 200 pipes, I'm doing the calculation. How much is this? What kind of damages are we in for? And what's that going to mean for the project? And are we going to get hit with uh, project delays? And so you just go through all these massive um, thought processes in your head. Um, The one funny thing uh, for me in business that I always had in my head, it didn't matter what got thrown at me, I always said to myself, at least someone didn't die. Because it was like I needed the worst case scenario to make me feel better. And so when I'd get a call at 3 a.m. and the guys would say, look, the machine has shut down, especially in the hot weather, the machine would shut down a lot. The machine shut down and we've wasted two metres of pipe. Straight away I'd go, at least someone didn't die. That could have been that phone call. So you need little cheer up things, don't you? Do you have those internal cheer up things? Just one-liners that you say to yourself, oh, at least it wasn't that. And so you give yourself a happy slap and go, well, that's not so bad then. So that was mine. But, you know, this was getting kind of close. <laughs> this was getting close to my, to my little reminder because it was, it was getting pretty disastrous. And uh, I remember at the time thinking that there is nothing I can do right now. Nothing I can do right now. And I actually had um, the chapter of James up on my wall in my office. And it's kind of annoying when verses speak to you at the times when you don't want them to speak to you. When you've done all you can do, everything you can do, just stand. And so I'm standing there going, all right, that's what I'll do. I'll just stand. It's all I can do is just nod my head you know, do whatever I have to do. Let's just get through this thing. You know, rip my arms off quickly if you have to. But sometimes we're at that point in life, aren't we? That's when we need to spur one another on. You never know who needs your voice right now. You never know who might be down. You know, Karen and I need to be spurred on. It's, we, we are spurred on by many of your faith and many of the, we hear about some of the things you guys do and loving people and doing stuff for the kingdom, sharing the gospel and doing other things. And that spurs us on. It encourages us. We go, wow, we're all walking out a relationship with Jesus that doesn't depend on Karen and I. It doesn't depend on a church building, a service, you know, a, a new LED setup this week to make us feel good or anything like that. But that Jesus the King is your motivation. 
And that's, that's a powerful thing, isn't it? Really powerful when we're motivated, motivated by the man. Not even by the mission and not by all the other stuff and the building and you know, as many motivational things as we might be able to rattle off each year and put it, roll out a whole agenda. When we're motivated by the man, Jesus Christ, it's a very, very powerful thing. Because it doesn't matter what wind comes and confusion and other things come and go, we're spurred on by him. But so often as the writer goes on and then says, don't give up meeting together. Why? Because we need each other. Because... As in 1 Corinthians, it talks about we are all members of the body. We are the body of Christ. We're the expression of Christ here on earth. We're not Christ. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going weird over the holiday break. But we are an expression of Christ, the kingdom of God. And we are a tiny little mini, 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 mini piece of his toe that we are. And we get to carry him. A strange thought, but that's, you know, theologically correct, I think. We're a little tiny, tiny piece of him and we get to evidence the kingdom of God wherever we go, whatever we do, how we react to situations. Sometimes it means all we can do is just stand and shut our mouths and say nothing. Other times we're a mouthpiece for truth. Other times we're a mouthpiece for bringing correction or spurring one another or encouraging one another. Whatever it is this year, spur one another on. Spur one another on to what? To love and good deeds. Love and and good deeds. It looks like many different things, different expressions of what that can be. Sometimes it's going to be the most tiniest little thing. Love and good deeds. Love and good deeds. Even if it's a, just a little word in season for someone. We all need encouragement. We all need encouragement. In this day and age, we cannot do without encouragement. And so I, I want to just repeat that so it gets into our DNA, spur one another on. It might be a phone call this week or this month to someone who you just know who needs one. You know what? Pastoring a church is so much better doing it with everyone. Doing it with everyone. Because you guys are better pastors than us half the time anyway. You know what's going on and, you know, it's, it's just the way it is, isn't it? But that's what a body does. A body looks after each other and someone's got a hand, someone's got a foot, someone's got eyes to see, someone's got ears to hear, a mouth to speak. We're all very, very different, but we need one another. Common unity. Common unity. When common unity, when community is working in unity and working for one goal, that is the king and the kingdom of God, then we actually look at it and we take personal responsibility because we're part of the inheritance you're part of the inheritance. You're part of the king's inheritance. You're not left out. You're part of the kingdom family. And therefore, you have a responsibility to be obedient to Jesus yourself, not to be obedient to a man or a woman. It's interesting that how in today's day and age, and, and I love being motivated and being challenged and being inspired, but there comes a point in our lives where that can only get us so far. All the inspirational quotes, and we've had them all, and I still look at them, and I still enjoy them, but they only get you so far. Sooner or later, when the rubber hits the road, we need to work out who do we stand for and what do we stand for. And that's when spurring one another on comes in. Come on, let's keep going. Keep going. 
keep going, even if they slap you in the face because everyone said it to them. But come on, I'm praying for you. I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to give you $100 because you're in desperate need for that right now. I'm going to, I'm going to you know, what do, what do you need? And sometimes we can't be available by time or space or whatever it might be. But whatever we can do, we do. Or maybe it's asking someone else, or maybe it's just that quick word of encouragement. Can I, can I pray for you? Or, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of you, and I just, I'm standing with you this week. Send them a text message. You know, it's interesting when someone sends you a text message that you're totally not expecting, and they just say, I'm praying for you right now. It's a really powerful thing, isn't it? I get it every now and then, and it's, and it's like, wow, that person's actually thinking of me. That's really nice. It's amazing the amount of spurring one another on we can do so easily. It doesn't cost us very much, but we all need it. We all need it. And so I want to summarize everything today by saying that we need your spurring on. We need it. Our church family needs it. It needs your little piece of DNA, your spirit, your faith, your community, what you can bring. And when we all see that as our responsibility, we're, we're not looking for anyone else to necessarily do anything for us because we put our hand to the plow and we say, wow, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a spurrer. I know it's not a word, but we'll make it a word today. I'm going to be someone who spurs other people on. Maybe you don't feel like you've equipped or qualified to be a spurrer. I want to anoint you today with the fact the knighthood that you are now a spurrer. If you're in this building, if you're in this place, you are an encourager. If you have a mouth, you're an encourager. And it doesn't matter if you've been saved one week or your whole life, you've got something to encourage someone with. Something, not discourage, but encourage. Encourage. It might be after the service. It might be this week. It might be this month. Whatever it could be, I want to really encourage us all to be those who spur one another on to love and good deeds. I want you to stand today. And let me give you a quote by C.S. Lewis. If you feel like some of your hardships have disqualified you, he says, "Hardships." often prepare ordinary people for extraordinary destiny. And if we see sometimes those hardships and those confusions and those doubts and fears and insecurities, if we see them as things that the Lord wants to grab hold of and align our lives, then we actually see that God has been in control all along. All along He's been planning and plotting and, and brewing and stirring things in you and in me for destiny to be released. And this, this could be a great year if we really take hold of this and spur one another on. You might not even feel like spurring someone else on. Well, hopefully they'll come and spur you on. And then once they've done it to you, you can be a, one who can spur others on. Encourager, encourager, encourager. And when you see someone who might be getting a little bogged down, you can be that voice, that one who brings truth and clarity and faith into the atmosphere and says, no. That's not God's Word. That's not God's best for you. His best is good for you. And He wants good things for us. Can we just lift our hands together in this place? And I just want to pray and release a blessing over us, all of us, us included, Karen and I included, that a spirit of encouragement would come and fill this house and us. And that we would be those who spur one another on to love and good deeds. Lord, I pray today 
for your fresh breath and presence to fill this house and fill each one of us. That we would be filled with a spirit of encouragement, a spirit of truth. Lord, one that is filled with faith, not swerving around, but filled with faith. And Lord, that you would strengthen us as your body in this region and at harvest. And Lord, I pray that you would fill us with your spirit even now with a fresh touch of heaven, a fresh touch of heaven. Holy Spirit, that you would mark us this year to be a people of extravagant encouragement, extravagant encouragement, that we would know your voice for other people, that we would be encouragers of other people from different areas, different churches, from our own church family, that encouragement would mark us this year. Mark us with that spirit of encouragement this year. And Lord, I want to thank you for each one of us. I want to thank you for every gift and talent in this room. I pray that you would prosper each one of us in surprising ways. You would prosper us in different exploits, career choices, promotions, study opportunities, job opportunities, life opportunities, family blessing, health blessing. Lord, we pray for great things for 2019. I pray your covering of the blood of Jesus over each one of us today. That you would be on our right, on our left, in front and behind, above and below us. You would surround us day and night that your angels would go with us, Lord, that we would know your presence, that we would know a demonstration of your power and your presence in great ways. Lord, I thank you for each one of us. I thank you for each family represented. I pray your blessing upon us in great ways in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.